we are on episode five, I believe it is. Um, and today we are here and we just decided that we're going to talk about books. Yes, um, this will be. We don't necessarily have. It'll be definitely yeah, be a casual we conversation. We don't necessarily have <laughs> a certain plan. Right. Here we are casually conversing. Um, <laughs> no, so today um, it's just a nice chill Saturday afternoon. Um, it's been kind of rainy down here in Florida. I don't know what the weather, weather's like in Michigan. Yeah, we but... had a good storm last night, so it was definitely yeah. raining. Yep. Kind of makes you drowsy a little bit. want to sit down sit down with a good book and a good drink. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about what books you could read exactly. <laughs> on your on your weekends. Um, so I know Aaron has a bunch of books that he's read lately. You listen to mainly audiobooks, I am, right? I am an audiobook junkie. Um, I need to see an addiction person about it but at this point it works for me so yes i have quite a few books i do enjoy like a, a good kindle book too uh, but most of the time they get me all the way around so i get a book from the library uh, on the audiobook and then i read it really quickly to go through then i buy the kindle book because i'm like that nah. if it was good and i'm like oh, i need the kindle book and then it's like ah well i need to buy it from audible because i wanted to my actual audible library and then i'm like oh but i want a copy for my <laughs> shelf so they get me all the way around <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Every possible form. Um, yeah. So he likes to listen to audiobooks as his main thing. I would prefer reading physical copies, but I think eventually I will give audiobooks a good run. I just, it's just harder when you're in college. It's easier to listen to just short little things like podcasts. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about books and I know Aaron said he has quite a few from some good different categories that he wanted to kind of talk about ones that he liked. So I'm just gonna let him talk about those and we'll kind of discuss them a little bit and see if I want to read them myself. Maybe if they sound Oh man, so I'm gonna sell you on (laughs) these books. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, it's your recommendation. Yes. So I guess if we're gonna start, um, of course, there are a lot of racial tensions in our world today. So I think that would be, so hopefully maybe if you listen to this like five years from now, you'll be like, oh, what are they even talking about? How am this? But if you're listening <laughs> to this today, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so yes. uh, as I've been reading through uh, books, going through, I want to hear every side. So me and Kelsey have talked about this before, uh, not necessarily on the podcast, but just looking at things from different perspectives. So I've read books from, mm-hmm. uh, where is it? Um, black authors, white authors, white supremacist authors, like everything. I just want to hear everybody's side um, on this thing. So if I, but if you had to ask me right now, Aaron, what book would I recommend most people read on um, the racial issue? I would say Under Our Skin by Ben Watson. Now, Kelsey and I are both Christians and Ben Watson is a Christian also. And so his book is going to come from a Christian perspective. And I honestly believe it is one of the best Christian perspectives on race. Um, The thing he does well is he walks through all the situations from what Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, like all these situations. And he looks at them from a Christian perspective and he doesn't shy away from calling out um, whether it be bad policing but nor does he condemn policing because he gives the police and most, most of the time the benefit of the doubt that sometimes I can't even give the police in myself. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know, yeah. like, but he comes with it from a, such a, a Christian perspective, like, Hey, a love thinketh no evil. And so he just comes through it and like, looks at it all. And at the end, he ties the gospel in it so beautifully. So he tells like, um, 
some personal stories about things he's experienced. He was an NFL player. So as an NFL player, like things he experienced and things that he experienced that he thought were racist and they end up not being. Uh, and so he kind of just walked through all that. And I think if there's a book right now that kind of walks through these waters beautifully in a Christian way, it'd be Under Our Skin by Benjamin Watson. Wow. That does sound very intriguing. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he's a great. You shared a quote about it, right? On your I did. quote, quote on account. my Instagram <laughs> account. Yes, my worthy of repeating yeah. where instead of yes. just my notes app that I have like a gazillion notes in. Because usually when I just hear a good one, I tag it and then I end up putting it in my notes app. And I'm like, man, what if I start an Instagram account that um, had nothing but notes? So. Um, I can read it, but I won't read the whole thing. But he's just talking about prayer. And in that quote, um, he talks about how prayer, what we sometimes think that prayer is a uh, soft answer, like, oh, just pray for this, just pray for this. But um, he's like, prayer has often ignited revival. Spiritual awakenings have exploded out of prayer meetings where even a few people have dedicated themselves to pray for their families, communities, and nation. It has happened before. It can happen again. So he goes through and he says, pray for our communities and cities that tension will cease. Pray for the people we think that are at fault and the ones we know are at fault. Pray for direction that God will specifically guide you into action. Pray for wisdom for those making decisions and laws. Pray for the safety of law enforcement officers and the eradication of the lawlessness they are commissioned to fight. Pray that all we all will be keenly aware of our thoughts, actions, and will be bold enough to apologize when we should. And he goes through a whole lot of stuff. It's just like, he's like, such a Christian perspective of this in that we think, oh, well, I have to get on Facebook and say this, or we do all these things. And Ben Watson's like, hey, God moves things by prayer. So pray for everybody involved. And I had to like hang my head for just a little bit because I'm first to condemn and sometimes way last to pray for these people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great quote. Um, so is this book, you said he mentioned specific circumstances that have happened lately in the U.S. So is this book like a newer it is. Arrival. It is. I'm pretty sure it was the end of 2019. I want to say it's December 2019 or early 2020. When it okay. Came well. out. So yeah, Ben Watson just wrote it, and I would even. He he was almost uh like ahead of the curve. He was. There. Like he, <laughs> if there was a he time, got in at exactly. the right time with this topic. <laughs> if there was a time to drop a book, it was then, and he happened to hit it right unknowingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's cool. So do you know what the title means? Like under our skin? Does that mean that there's like more than just the surface? Is that kind of what he's getting at? Yeah. And it kind of just like what's below who we really truly are. And he kind of just walks through. I want to, I don't have the book right in front of me. Um, but he, at toward the end, he talks about how he went to his dermatologist and, um, he was talking to his dermatologist about something and he was asking, I think if it was a, if it was something that deals with black, black people or something like that i hope i'm getting this right but pretty much a dermatologist <laughs> just said everyone has the same skin like some people just have more melanin and he said he kind of was faced with the fact that he was thinking that this is like something black people face or if i remember this probably but the whole gist of it was his dermatologist was like pretty much everybody's the same <laughs> and we yeah. put all these things on it and so it was just an interesting take uh, on yeah. the thing uh, on the uh, from his perspective yeah yep and i know like no perspective is perfect but it is um it's good to like weed through all the different perspectives and i like that you kind of got a big variety of things and kind of were able to like pinpoint okay i think this one's my favorite you know this one seems to be like balanced um and i love that it's from a christian perspective because i feel like not that 
other perspectives aren't worth listening to or reading. But if you're going to take stock in any of them, it should be like a, a good Christian oh. perspective because that that changes everything, you know, looking at it like sometimes we don't realize it. But honestly, like a Christian worldview and a secular worldview, um, especially nowadays, are just more and more different. And so it's like going to change what you read or what they have to say very drastically. Exactly. Because so. I think one of the main reasons it changes is because where you're looking for hope. So if you're like, yeah. um, no matter what movement it is, and this is one of the things I picked up in the white supremacist book was not at all from a Christian perspective. Um, but <laughs> the one thing he talked about was how these young men who have nowhere else to go have found homes and found love and care in these white supremacist groups. And so one of the mm. things that I've seen wow. is not whether white supremacy, um, whether it's Black Lives Matter, I'm not trying to correlate Black Lives Matter to a, a hate group but no matter how we put it like everyone's looking for a savior like and then with a lowercase right. s and the christian perspective gives yeah. us jesus christ as our savior the gospel is the answer to those problems and i think ben watson does a great job of pulling that in and showing us that ultimately nothing's going to save us except for jesus <laughs> wow yeah i love that that's so just clear and it kind of cuts to the heart of the problem like 100%. Yeah. That's that's so true. Everyone's trying to find hope in like anything other than Jesus. Right, cuz we all just want saving from some from thing and we're looking for that person to come in right. and fill that void. And Jesus is that one. Yeah. It just makes it um it kind of makes it hard like being a Christian watching everything going down. Your heart kind of hurts for people because you know that like they're kind of coming out of a place of maybe like fear or hopelessness yeah. and and you just you know that like you know what their heart problem is but you can't really help them you know yeah, yeah. especially if you don't know them but yeah it just it's very it's very heartbreaking to see all that go down um so i know that's been a big a big thing of 2020 and so even though it it seems like um these things are like new or whatever it really just comes down to like the sin problem and the heart problem and that's as old as exactly, exactly. <laughs> it goes back so, to adam and eve exactly but yeah so I, I like that recommendation that sounds super interesting um i i really appreciate that it's coming from a christian perspective and that it seems to be balanced um and i appreciate people who can give everyone the benefit of the doubt um instead of just jumping to assumptions so i like i like the sound of that um you said you had some others. Yeah, so I guess we kind of we can transition from uh, under. <laughs> Unless you have any more you want to say, I don't. No, no, I'm good. We're going to transition to Christians in the Age of Outrage. So this is my second book recommendation. As mm -hmm. we start talking about like what it looks from a Christian perspective of people who have hope but still are trying to find hope in politics and trying to find hope in mm -hmm. or just in like politics or a political figure or somebody will be the answer to all the problems. Uh, and I think, I mean, you talked about this on what our Lessons from 2020 podcast. Um, we we're just talking yeah. through like what politics and where we're falling and um, those things. Mm -hmm. So Christian, yeah. the Age of Outrage is written by Ed Stetzer. And um, as he, some of the things he says in the book, I mean, I could take or leave it. Some of them are kind of, I'm still kind of chewing on. But the main points mm -hmm. are just that how is the Christian supposed to walk uh, and navigate relationships and loving people? when everybody's just yelling their point and opinion, everybody has to be right. Everybody has to make sure that they're heard. Like, uh, it's just like almost like a bunch of megaphones yelling at each other. 
Like, what does a Christian look like through that? And I was challenged by it because he does walk through a lot of just good, solid biblical advice on how to walk through outrage but still show love and that you're uh, just because you're right uh, doesn't mean you always have to bash everybody over the head with your rightness, so to speak. Uh, and just uh, and how we as Christians can sometimes find our savior in um, political figures, and so he gave us some things to think about. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. It's definitely a, a slippery slope, um, like getting caught up in the current events and stuff. Yes, and I would say one just thinking like, oh, if if this just happens, then everything will be okay. And, yes, exactly, and that's one of the quotes like he says that I'm still kind of chewing over. So as we even say this uh-huh. in the podcast, I'm still chewing over this. But one of the things he talks about is how every election ever has always been the most important election, and we've always sold it that way. And he's like, are we to believe that right. 2020's election is more important than it was in 2016? He's like, every year, like all our media and everything's like, this is the most important election. He's like, I don't want to say that it's not the most important, but we've been right. doing this for a long time. It's hard time. to judge that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so it did yeah. make me think through some of the hype and marketing of every election that He's like, and the next election is going to be the same thing. We're going to be told it's the most important election ever. <laughs> right. And, Let's just say every election is important to some extent. Exactly. Guess, but. Yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. just like opening eyes. And so I'm just still kind of like working through some of the book. But I thought it was an interesting, um, interesting yeah. take. Yeah. I like that. Um, good recommendations for our uh, current year and stuff like that. But I, I also think it's important to not... Um, read books only solely based on current events stuff too. You know, there are a lot of books that are like probably more timeless, right? Yeah. And just kind of some general things that are good to read. Um, so that book is called Christian uh, Christian in the Age of Outrage. In the Age of Outrage. So that's a good name. I like that title. Yes. Uh, the cover is pretty cool too. It has a wolf in sheep's clothing. It looks pretty cool. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. But even as we walk through like books that are not about the current events, because uh, I do sometimes like get caught up, but I, I like to read wi- widely. So sometimes I do go for the current events. But then like when we start thinking about like all of it, I was reading Confronting Christianity. It was uh, on sale on Kindle for $2.99. And so I was like, well, let's try it. I was like, if worse comes to worst, I'm out three bucks. Uh, and it was probably, <laughs> it will probably make my top five of, 2020 and my readers okay. because she what she does is um it's a lady who walks through the 12 big things against christianity like the 12 big questions like does the bible really put down women does the bible condone racism does the bible is the bible anti-science and she just walked through them so wonderfully and gives arguments for all of them and it's not even like a bash you in the face argument it's kind of just like i told my wife i think i was describing it as like she almost just sits down calmly with a cup of coffee and just says hey i I know that you believe this but the bible is better and then she just gives an answer (laughs) it's just like wow this is amazing like i've enjoyed it like i was highlighting that thing every five seconds it's like ah i just highlight the whole book so (laughs) Wow. So the question is, is it still on sale on Kindle? You know what? That's a good, that is a good question. So as we talk, I can still look at it. By the time uh, you I listen look to it, it, it may not be. Um, 
but, <laughs> but I would say it was I was actually just going through Twitter and sometimes Twitter can be a wonderful thing and sometimes it's not a wonderful thing but I was honestly just yeah, going through I'm still on a break from Twitter yes, and, <laughs> it's, especially right now it's probably still not <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but a, uh, a person that I kind of look up to and respect recommended it and I was like oh I might as well try it they said it was good for $2.99 and it is not on sale it's back to $17 but if you live in where I live wow. here in Jersey County it is in the library uh so you can get a copy oh, okay. um but it is a um a solid book and I think for me just walking through the apologetic thing you know how and I think me and you have talked about this before a long time ago just sometimes like trying to come up with the right answer for people's questions and like when somebody does it well and like not in a bashing nasty form but just can like literally explain why christianity is wonderful and why it is true and why we can believe it to me always makes me more excited about being a christian <laughs> yeah that's so true and there's the verse that says um that we should be ready to give an answer to all men um and that verse is always kind of convicting if I ever come across it. Cause I'm like, man, I don't know, like I should, I should probably spend more time um, like learning about why I believe what I believe, but also it's easier to know like what you believe, why you believe it, but it's a whole nother thing to like be able to hold like a productive conversation. Yeah, with someone, communicate it. You know, like tactfully stating what you believe without sounding attacked, like attacking or that's just really hard, especially since a lot of these conversations happen like over Instagram DMs or um, maybe Facebook Messenger, you yeah, know, exactly. and you're sending these long book texts back and forth to each other. And I just feel like most of those conversations probably aren't productive. But um, I would say being able to hold like a real life in person conversation and like just just kind of explain yourself well and like represent the Bible well is it's kind of a big task, you know. It is. It's a it's an important it's an important thing to to carry like an important torch to carry i guess maybe you could say but yeah if we're um, not careful i think sometimes yeah. it can look like uh have you ever had a uh maybe a telemarketer or you call somebody for customer service and you're asking them a question to help you walk through something you can tell they only have a script and they can't go off the script <laughs> like no matter what you're like my phone is doing this well please sir reset the phone and do i've already done that well, sir, can you please stop and reset the phone? And they just keep going because, like, you know, they don't really know right. what's going on. All they have is a script. And sometimes if we're not careful, well, that's yeah. how we are with the um, I'm not making fun of the Romans road at all. But um, if we've been mm -hmm. saved for a little while, hopefully we should be able to do a little more than just say when somebody asks a question. Well, Romans 323 says Romans 623 mm -hmm. says and be able to actually have a conversation. And that, of course, that depends on where you're at in your Christian life. You just got yesterday. Oh, yeah. I'm not expecting you to be writing the book right. confronting Christianity. <laughs> but if we've been <laughs> saved for a long time, uh, we probably should have some better answers than <laughs> just the, um, yeah. the script that sometimes we try to memorize. I know that that does not that sounds a little scary. Like, I don't want to sound like someone who only has like my answers and I can't really go past that, you know, but um, yeah, that's kind of convicting, especially if you've been saved your whole life. Like for me, um, like where should I be at this point? Um, and I feel like you can always, you can always be refining your, your knowledge and your skills and ability to, it's, I mean, another thing too, is just your ability to like analyze and break down an argument. Like that's just a whole nother skill on its own. It you is, know? it is. Um, like interpreting what someone's saying and being like, okay, what are they actually saying? What are they actually asking? Like, what's the heart of, heart of this, you know? Yeah. So that's just, um, it's kind of intimidating actually. And I'm sure it is 
like even though I'm like in education as a major it's intimidating for me too even though I've had to do a lot of speaking and teaching and stuff like that um so I can't imagine for someone who is not interested in like you know teaching lecturing language like anything like that like that would be even more you know actually holding a conversation like that but I feel like that happens less and less in real life right um these days i mean especially with covid but like just in like the modern era in general you know a lot of a lot of conversations are held over text and that's just hard because you can't get inflection but right uh, i don't know i just i think that's a, a a great suggestion just to have like a simple kind of a simple guide to christian apologetics yeah i guess you can consider that right and i yeah i would and i would say it's just the the basic level but then also i would say if you if you're interested in this kind of book don't like try to um navigate it all in one city like <laughs> grab your, if you get a book like go for the arguments that you think or i hate reading telling people to read books because they have a coworker that has an argument and they're like i need to read this book so i can argue this um but just like go through and just snag them one by one because she shall be even even hers i would probably say i had to agree with most of artists but she even made me have to stop and think through my own like i mean uh -huh. through hers and like uh is that what i would say or is that the best way to say that or is that actually biblical or is that in context and so it just makes me uh hopefully better by trying to challenge myself to think through those things also yeah but yeah i, I like these suggestions so far these are great i i don't have all the suggestions that he has but i'm kind of in um education world <laughs> you're in now, college so, so um <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I don't know if you, any of you guys would be interested in reading uh, like the seven laws of being a successful teacher or uh, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But. I probably should be reading that. <laughs> I mean, it might help you. Exactly. But. As a youth pastor, probably. Would. I feel like if you try hard enough, you could probably glean something from any book, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, even if it's not, even if, I mean, you have to pick and choose, right? Like, I mean, there's so many books out there that obviously you don't try it. You're not trying to read every book out there. So you kind of have to like pick what your time is worth, but. And the other thing that um, I've, that helped me grow so much was to be able to stop a book when it doesn't interest you or you don't think there's anything there. And like, that's the, one of the biggest, ooh, that's the ooh. biggest thing I was a part of growth. That's hard. Because like I use, like yeah. this month, I probably stopped reading six or seven books. Like, it's just like, ah, it's just not yeah. talking. It's not because it's convicting me. I don't want to stop a book because it makes me think or what. Like usually I have to go right, through that, right. but if it's just like, this is really a boring book or this is really not well written, like I'm willing hmm. to drop it. <laughs> like I don't even look back anymore. Whereas before it'd be like, ah, well, I started it. I need to finish it. And now it's like, nah, I can get through my eight books a month or whatever with and drop the six and still be good to go. If it doesn't like hmm. get it. And the thing with Audible is the wonderful thing about Audible is you can just turn it back in and they give you your your credit back so it also helps that way so it's like if you buy a book you're thinking oh this is going to be great and then it's not you can listen to the whole book on audible and then still turn it in and say you didn't like it and so i don't know <laughs> how many times you can do that but they've never stopped wow. me from doing it okay wow that's that's a hard thing though because i feel like uh it would like bother me, like <laughs> my perfectionistic self like i like I only read three out of 10 chapters and I just have to leave it. Um, <laughs> that, that would bother me, but, it does but yeah, no, too. I appreciate that <laughs> being able to like stop that. Um, but yeah, you just, you kind of have to like pick and choose what you can read cause you can't read it all, but right. 
even but some reading is better than no reading you know agree like don't hold off and wait for the like the perfect book that will cover every possible thing and then think you can just read that one book and be set agree um, it's easy to do that too so yeah yeah some reading it's just like working out some working out is better than no working out <laughs> exactly exactly and then and recommendations think, like just ask yeah. somebody because there's a lot of people who can give you a lot of good recommendations definitely yes and pastor burden here is definitely one of those people so <laughs> i'm a nerd like that. <laughs> you can take his recommendations <laughs> um but yeah i don't know i i don't know if anyone could relate but i'm kind of an all or nothing personality and so I'm either like doing all the things or doing nothing. Um, and that goes with reading too, you know? Yes. That's, but, I mean, well, Aaron can't give, doesn't like to give up a book either. So even if sometimes we read a book together. Yeah. And so sometimes if I'm like, oh, I'm just not in this book, she'll still keep going because she doesn't want to stop it. But I'm just <laughs> like, ah, let's do something else. <laughs> so yeah, it's like a challenge, you know, I must read. This. Exactly, exactly. And there's a couple of the run recently that we just kind of, we were reading together, listening to the audiobook together. I was like, how oh, is not? She ended up telling me, she's like, the end was really good. And my wife never gives books four stars. Like, it has to be really good. And she's like, I'm going to give it four stars. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, maybe I should have stayed with that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. But that's good advice, though. I think for someone who's like, man, I kind of want to be like a well-read person, but I don't know where to start. Um, just start somewhere, you know. You're not going to, like us trying to record a podcast, you know, you're not going to get any better unless you just go Right, exactly. It, so. Jump in, both feet. <laughs> jump it, yeah, just jump into the deep end, you know? Exactly. Just, what, what do you have to lose? <laughs> right. So do you have any other, um, like, favorite favorite books from this year so far that you've read? I do. I, any I think I have one more, and I won't go too long because, of course, we're running out of this podcast time. This time goes by fast. <laughs> um, but I would say Joy, yeah, it really Joy does. and the Sorrow. It's by Matt Chandler and Friends, and it's actually a, like a series of essays from people who have mm. gone through really hard times, whether it be losing a loved one, uh, going through uh, Matt Chandler, the, um, he's not the author, but he's, of course, probably the biggest name in the book, uh, talks about his thing when God gave him, uh, when he had brain, uh, the brain tumor. And so I think before uh, Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving, he passed out in his house and had a seizure. They took him to the hospital and he found out that he had a tumor and had to go through all the treatments. And like, as he walked through that, he would do videos for his church family of how he was doing and trying to encourage them. And I thought like, wow, that's one thing to be able to like encourage your people while you're walking through it, <laughs> like right after you come out of the doctor's office and give them updates. Yeah. But then also he goes through and pretty much it's the story of people in their church who are all going through the difficult times at the same time. So some of them lost kids, like a one-year-old child, some of them were going, lost loved ones to um, different diseases. And it's just a, it's an encouraging book because you just see God's mm -hmm. grace work in the lives of individuals over and over again. And they all have different stories. Like some of them have um, children with um, 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 mental health issues and just different things. And it's just mm -hmm. like, ah, working through these situations and God and giving grace. And, but, the, but it nor is it a book that they just say everything's hunky dory and everything's beautiful. Uh, oh, God just solved it with the one. Some of them are still walking through it and they, they are clear about that, that, hey, every day is still a struggle. <laughs> like every day is still, we have to ask God for grace every day. And it was just a, um, it was an encouraging read, but it was also challenging just to see uh, all the things that God's grace walked these people through, but they still have the, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, 
peace of mind, uh, peace of past understanding to be able to share that to help other people. And I thought it was a really good, it was, it's probably going to be in my top five of this year. It was a wow. really powerful book. That, that sounds like something I would, uh, like cry through or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say you could almost read them because like they're all independently, they can all stand independently. So you could almost okay. read it just like read one and then, uh, read another one a different day because they're not that long uh and get through the book but it's a it's a really a really powerful one hmm. joy in the sorrow wow yeah that sounds really good um so is it like a longer read are there like a ton of them no it's not a long read it's, it's probably um i'd say in the 200s pages something like that it's not too long okay. um but but yeah. also when i say 200 like it's an easy read like when you're reading through you're pretty much just walking through the story so it'd be a, right so they're kind of like short stories so when you read through uh i felt like they were all pretty much every story was like a page turner so to speak where you're like walking with mm -hmm. this family or this individual through something really hard and you're just like oh man i want to know the outcome and most of the time of course because the joy and the sorrow the outcome is not what we would desire uh, but mm -hmm. it's still that shows God's grace, and some of them it is. Some of them God does choose to heal, and He heals an individual, and they're rejoicing. And some they God doesn't, and they still decide to rejoice uh, in the Lord. And it's just like ah, good challenge. Wow, yeah, I just I love the emphasis on uh, that they're still in it, and they can still rejoice. That's the hardest thing, you know. Yeah. It's easy once it's all said and done to say, oh, yeah, you know, it wasn't that bad. Right, exactly. But when you're when you're like currently feeling the pain, that is when it really matters. Like, what are you going to do with this? It's kind of when you're when your character and when your face really shows through. So, yeah, well, that that sounds like a good book, too. I feel like I need to read all four of these. Like, today, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> I have other things I got to tend to. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh. but if they come up, if you're listening to this and they are what's going on, um, I think as we're trying to put this podcast in uh, all the different channels, so whether it be iTunes and um, Google Play and all those, I think we can have show notes. So as we're trying to figure this out, we'll try to yes. put the books in the show notes so you can just click on them and then take them there yep. for you because we're cool like that. <laughs> Technology. Exactly. Exactly. So, but if there'll be a help, I love living in this modern age, <laughs> exactly. But if they can help anyone, I'd be I'm glad for it because I think they're all helpful reads and, and just encouragement. And I think they're all all of them are gospel centered, and they just make mm -hmm. us face those uh, face the truth of the word of God. Yeah, wow. So, um, that's some book recommendations for you guys. Um, I'm not gonna give any of my books I've read. Um, it has been a while since I've uh, done a ton of reading that isn't college school related, but um, maybe maybe another episode if we talk about reading again or if we come across some more books that we want to talk about, we'll definitely cover it. There's a extremely loud jet flying over a building. Right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I heard something, but I didn't tell exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nope. We live right next to an airport here, so uh, lots of planes constantly. I'm like getting used to it slowly. Yes. But. So anyway, um, we'll wrap this up. Um, All right, I can close this out. Hopefully, those books will be linked below. Yes, exactly. Hopefully, that's the goal. Uh, and as 
as Kelsey has been gracious to say that I'm a reader, I'm going to go back and say that probably on paper, Kelsey is a smarter individual than I am. So even though she hasn't read a book in a little bit, I'm trying that. to catch up to where she is. Like her GPA and my GPA look totally different <laughs> in life and school. So, uh, so I'm going to say that ultimately she's busy uh, doing work as we've me and her have talked before. She's right in the middle of where God has called her to be doing, studying what she needs to study at this moment. And so I just happen to have a little more uh, freedom in my reading schedule because nobody's grading me on it. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'll get there. Someday I'll exactly. Get there. <laughs> so thank you again for listening to uh, Casual Conversations and walking through us with another one. And uh, hopefully next week when we jump in with some things, you'll join us again uh, as we kind of continue to talk through different topics that we find exciting. And hopefully you do too. So thanks again for listening.